0: This podcast is part of the How We Are Network. For information on this episode and many other like-minded shows, visit howweare.org. That's H-O-W-W-E-A-R-E dot O-R-G. Welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm your host, Ray Harkins. Thank you for joining us. This is a fun trip. We're at episode number 84. That's a lot. We're getting near that uh, that two-year mark. And holy shit, I can't believe I've been doing it for almost two years. Because 84 is 84 weeks of me hanging out with you. And no matter where you've joined on this fun journey, I appreciate it. So anyways, the guest this week is Brendan Murphy, the vocalist from the modern metalcore band Counterparts. Yeah, I was looking forward to speaking with him for quite some time, and we were able to sync up our schedules in between his crazy touring. More on him in a minute, but... Let's talk some business. First and foremost, we have a sponsor for this episode. The legendary label, Revelation Records. If you have not heard of them, you're doing something wrong. You need to pay attention. I am here to help you become educated. They've just released three awesome things that you need to check out immediately. First, previous guest of the show a band called title fight ned was on the show i want to say uh, i don't know maybe about uh, 20 weeks or so ago (laughs) regardless title fight just put out an ep called spring songs it's four new songs they're awesome i think you need to listen to one of the songs you know just get you a little taste it's called be a toy up they also released richmond virginia's down to nothing their newest full length david wood the bassist of terror this is his band down to nothing has been kicking around for a long time and honestly they are one of the best live shows i've seen in the hardcore variety they're great and their new full length is awesome i've wholeheartedly recommend it and if you are a fan of anything in relation to hardcore you probably will like this here is a song off of it it's called life on the ground And last, but certainly not least, is Boston's Pride and Joy, The Rival Mob. And if you haven't heard of The Rival Mob, let me just play this song, then I'll talk about it. This song is called It Must Be Nice. I just wanted to let the song speak to you in relation to The Rival Mob, but incredible band from Boston. I've seen them a few times. Not only is it fun, but it's just, it's it's raw, it's pissed, it's awesome. It's everything that you want from that style of music. I mean, seriously, Revelation Records, they've existed since the 80s. They are a legendary, hardcore, slash independent music record label. These three releases should be a part of all of your collections, whether it's Vinyl, CD, digital, whatever, buy it. Visit RevHQ.com and you can find all of those releases plus thousands of others. Just like I said, become educated. More importantly than anything else is buy those three releases. Title Fight Spring Songs EP, Down Nothing Life on the James, and Rival Mob, Mob Justice. Pick those up. I have all of them. No joke. They're all awesome. I'm not going to belabor this point. Just do it. So yes, RevHQ.com, and thank you to Revelation. Let's get some more business out of the way. PropertyofZach.com, our media partner. They're awesome. Check them out. All the latest and greatest in releases, tours, bands breaking up, whatever you want they have in relation to independent music. We love them. Check them out. PropertyofZach.com. And the podcast is now part of this mid-roll advertising network. And what I need from you is to tell them, who you are. So go to the midroll.com backslash survey backslash words and fill out like it's like a two minute survey. It's actually pretty fun because they ask some funny questions in there. But basically, since podcasting is so new as far as the advertising world is concerned, no one has any idea who's listening to these things. So if you give that information to them, it makes me as a show look awesome because that way you, the listener, are engaged with the show. You're like, yo, this is a cool show. I think I want to contribute to it in some fashion. By you doing that, that really helps the show. I appreciate it. The, the last thing, I promise you the last thing, review the show and visit the website. So if you hop on iTunes, you can give it a star rating, and you can also write some sentences if you're feeling ever so gracious, because I do read those and I check that on the regular. So I appreciate that if you do that. And visit the website, 100wordspodcast.com, and you will be able to find just stuff I find interesting throughout the week. Sometimes I'm pretty active. Sometimes I let a few days slip. But I generally try to put one cool thing up a day that you'll be like, oh, that's cool. I didn't see that video. I didn't see that movie trailer. Whatever. Pop on that, and you will become a little more tuned to what's happening with the show. Some other stuff has been on my mind. I've had some correspondence recently. One of them is in relation to cassettes. I spoke About cassettes, I don't know. A few episodes ago, and I've got a lot of feedback in regards to that. More specifically, there is a regular listener that runs a record label called uh, Atonement Records. Free advertisement. He should send me some free tapes or something. (laughs) But uh, him and I were corresponding on tapes and how I I personally I don't understand the point of it. I mean, I get it from a sort of collectorish thing, but the sound quality sucks, whatever. But he brought up an interesting point where him being a label from the UK, it's easier for him to get something printed up like that, that is cost effective. And he is then able to get it turned around much quicker than like a seven inch or an LP or whatever the case may be. There's just the sheer economics of printing tapes. It's just easier, which is kind of weird. I mean, my only experience is like printing my old bands, demo tapes. And to me, that was like a lot of money back then. I, was, I think it was like $350 for like a 100 tapes or something. And I know that was like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Yeah, regardless, it was something I just didn't think of. So yeah, if you have thoughts on tapes and stuff, you can email the show, 100 podcast at gmail.com. I love having discussions with people. Drop me a line. Love to hear from you. So Brendan Murphy, He's, like I said, the vocalist for the Toronto-ish hardcore band called Counterparts. Uh, They've put out a few records on Victory. I can't remember who exactly showed them to me, but uh, it was a friend who said, hey... This band kind of sounds like your old band. And of course, me being uh, egotistical, I was like, oh, that's great. I'll check it out immediately. Uh, But I listened to it and it was one of those things where they obviously were doing their own thing. And, you know, it had little elements of what my old band sounded like. But that wasn't the attractive part of it. It was just like these kids putting together this sort of melodic-ish hardcore. And so this was like their demo. So then I watched them just basically grow and hustle and tour a ton and make their name known and then basically i I came to find out that they were huge fans of my old band and so i just started to have a online correspondence with the vocalist and i thought he would be interesting to bring on because he's in his early 20s and just to kind of get the perspective of what it's like to tour now and exist within this sort of modern music culture brendan great dude loved having this conversation he was he was funny because he was very um he was concerned about this. He's like, do I sound stupid? And like and more so than other people, because usually people are when they're doing this sort of long form conversation, they're hesitant of how they sound. They don't want to sound stupid or, um, you know, be misrepresented. If it's, you know, we're having these long conversations, sometimes it's hard to remember what you said like 10 minutes ago. But Brendan did not sound stupid. It was great. And here's a conversation. We'll talk after this. My own personal introduction to you know uh, what you are doing musically and you know kind of what 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 brought me into your world. So yep. I I want to say it was two thousand nine possibly um, two thousand nine two thousand ten. Yeah. Uh, Paul from Silverstein drops me an email uh, okay. and is like, "Hey, these guys are from our area." And I think you'd enjoy them and they're huge Taken fans. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's a combo for me to listen to immediately. (laughs) And so I listened to it and it was like, you know, I I definitely enjoyed what you did. And uh, it was one of those things where, because I think it was like right as I was leaving Century Media Records, because I think he was trying to, you know, get you guys signed somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's weird because, I mean, how old are you personally? Uh, 22. Okay. you're, You're a child Um, (laughs) because it's just strange because like I look at the idea of what you know sort of the whole melodic hardcore thing and obviously music goes in cycles and like certain bands you know shouldn't necessarily be remembered at all Um, yeah exactly but it's just weird that you know Taken still leaves an impression especially in the Hamilton Ontario area like (laughs)
1: yeah yeah see like because I I remember when you guys did you guys did like the reunion shows. It was like, yeah, like you know, like I remember like on the, on the MySpace. It's like, yeah, we're gonna do like some stuff. I think it was like some in California, some in Japan, and then it was like at Hamilton, Ontario, two nights at like the Underground, or no, it might have been Casba. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but. I just remember seeing that and being like, okay, like that's a little strange. But I mean, you guys were, you know, a lot of the bands from around here that sort of did the melodic thing, like you guys were a huge inspiration too. Like, you know, like last night, like I don't I don't know if you remember the band Rose is Dead. Of course. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, yeah, like I was like one of my good friends is um his I think his like cousin or something was the drummer of that band and I was at his house last night and he was like, Oh, like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, Oh, I'm actually gonna be on a podcast you know and he's like oh like 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 who's doing it and i told him and i was like yeah like it's like uh like the old like dude was in taken and he's just like oh wow and i was like oh like i was surprised because he only really listens to like weird like techie death metal stuff and i'm like oh like you know you know about taken he's like well when i was younger like my cousin like the one in rose is dead pretty much like from when i was 13 years old onward was just beating, like taken into my head. Anytime we were at his house, he's like, Hey, like, we're going to put this on and you're going to listen to it right now. And that's like, you know, like we have a good, you know, 40 minutes before dinner. So we're going to listen to this record, you know, like that kind of thing. And I was just like, yeah, like you guys were, you guys were very popular around here.
0: Everyone did always find it weird. Like, you know, I'm sure that you guys have certain cities that you play in where it's like, why the fuck is this city so much better than this next city? like, oh, yeah. w- w- like in just random places where it's like, oh cool, like you know, north, you know, northern New Jersey loves us, but like you know, Philadelphia hates us, and it's like, yeah, like, exactly. It's like an hour and a half from each other. Like, what's wrong yeah. with you?
1: That's us. Like when we go on tour, you know, we get the itinerary or like the rough routing, and we're just like, okay, like, like sick, 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 sick. That show's gonna suck. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it, but it's yeah. it's like it's like you said, you know, like you like you have places where. They're literally, like, an hour from each other, and it's a completely different. It's, like, you know, like one, it's, like, almost, you know, I can be, we can be on, like, the West Coast in the U.S., Mm -hmm. and we'll play a show, you know, like, in California somewhere, and it's, like, oh, you know, it's awesome, but then, you know, you drive an hour out of the way, like, you know, like, somewhere, like, like, Reno or something like that, where, like, I remember we did that. We played, like, Sunnyvale one night, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, one of the best shows of our career and the next day we played reno and it was just like the absolute worst and everybody hated us i i I don't like i i don't know it's like you know it's hard to you know figure out why that that kind of thing happens where it's like yo like what like what happened 45 minutes down the road where you guys don't like us at all and the other guys love us you know it's kind of
0: glad you you brought that up because it's the idea it, it's so soul crushing it's like anybody that does obviously an artistic endeavor uh, you know goes through those waves of emotion where it's like oh you know you're embraced <laughs> in certain aspects but then you're rejected by other people or uh, yeah. other areas or whatever but it's like it is so stark to have 8 hours to decompress from the last show, like you said, where it's just like, you know, one of the best things you've ever experienced in your life, followed by, one of the most like you know you just want to sit there like you just want to sit in a bathroom and cry because you're just like, oh yeah exactly
1: it's just that like sort of like I like I, I refer to it as like the bible belt of like when we play in the bible belt or like when we play in like weird kind of areas like you know we played in like salt lake city where it's just like mm-hmm. that effect where kids are just literally standing there arms crossed like I don't get what you're doing and it's like all right okay this is rough you know we're, we're not very big and everyone here is bigger than us so mm-hmm. we can, we're gonna get our asses kicked but you you y- You know what I mean, right? It's like...
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, like, you feed off the crowd when you play a show where it's like, if the crowd is awesome, you're going to be like, oh, shit, you know, like, like, this is great. Like, I'm, I'm having a good time, and it shows, but, you know, we'll play, like, a church in Alabama, and I'm just like, these kids don't care what I have to say, you know, and then we're like, we start playing our songs, specifically the ones that deal more about that kind of thing and i just see like the looks on their faces and they just get pissed off and i'm like all right we need to we need to wrap this up we need to play two more songs and get off because these kids are gonna
0: yeah you we're know, not we're, gonna... we're not here for them
1: yeah exactly like this this is not a counterpart show like we're we need to get we need to get out you know
0: you know you you guys definitely in my mind like obviously you've grown over the years as far as like you know your presence in the independent music world where it's yeah. like oh counterparts like they're a thing they're you know they yeah. they have achieve some level of success but I definitely place you guys kind of right in the middle where it's like obviously like you mentioned you're not a big band you're not a band that obviously is just like oh we've been at it for five years and no one gives a shit about us
1: yeah exactly I like I like that we're in that in that middle where it's like we can like we're not a big enough band where anytime I talk shit it gets on like news like music news site (laughs) anytime i i like lip a band off or something it's like it gets us on somewhere where you know it's like oh like what did brennan murphy say about these people today like i like that it's not like that but i also like that there's an off chance that the people i'm making fun of might see it Which is like, that's kind of cool, too.
0: Right. (laughs) You're like, that's, it's fun. You're just like, I want to see how, I want to see if this is going to come back to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, okay, well, like, I don't really have an opinion on them, but let's just put, let me pull something out of my ass and see if I get punched at the next show. But
0: (laughs) I think, I think being in that sort of like middle band status is, it's an interesting place to be in because obviously it keeps you, you know, kind of hungry, obviously always wanting, wanting more. Um, but then also, it does you know at times get pretty depressing where you're just like you feel like you're you know you're spinning your wheels. You're like, oh, what if oh, yeah. what if what have we done over this past year or whatever? Where it's oh, like exactly
1: yeah, and I mean honestly, like up until I think up until we like did this last record that we put out, like that was like that was like us. You know what I mean? I mean like every like it's pretty much been kind of like a like it might it might be a slight sort of positive going uphill but you know what i mean like it's it's nothing it's nothing crazy but i really like that we weren't one of those bands that kind of got really big really fast and then it's like okay like now when when like now when people don't like us anymore they're really not gonna like us anymore and like that's that's a big fear too you know what i mean because you all the time you see bands get get huge off like a first release or something and then You know, whatever, like three, four months down the road, like no one, no one cares anymore. So that's, it's nice to be able to kind of sort of watch yourself progress. You know what I mean? As opposed to being like, oh, we're sick, like we're really big all of a sudden. And then, you know, a few weeks later, it's just like, oh, well, that didn't, like last tour, no one came. So is this,
0: is this where it starts going downhill? You know, you get completely, you know, propelled into the stratosphere immediately. And then all you're doing is just trying to, figure out what to do after the crash because <laughs> like you're like this isn't gonna last i know this uh, oh, or, exactly. or if you buy into the fact that it's gonna last like you become you know almost suicidal when it does crash and that's when oh, you yeah. that's when you see the people you know completely spiral out and be like i'm giving up music i'm never doing this again and it's oh, like exactly oh, that's so sad so where were you, were you born in hamilton ontario uh yeah the hammer that is that's is quite a town oh yeah Do you? It seems to me that it's like people that are like you know kind of born and raised there uh, have a certain sense of pride about Hamilton in the way that like uh, people from Detroit here in the states have that sort of like you know working class like our city's gritty but it's got a lot of heart like
1: yeah yeah it's it's like perfect perfect description of it like that's you know I like to be fair you know it's like all of us especially like we grew up like on the mountain in Hamilton where it's like you know, nicely, you know, whereas opposed to like, you know, me and my friends were coming back from a Buffalo Wild Wings or something yesterday and we were driving on like Barton Street, which is like, that's pretty scary. You know what I mean? Like when you're in like, when you, when you get to like that sort of edge of Hamilton, like that's, I mean, you know, I'm sure that kind of changed the perspective because I'm sure no one's really like excited to be living down there because it is it is like you know it's 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 pretty rough Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like like especially where we're from like on the mountain and stuff like that like you know we're near limeridge mall you know like there's a police station and like a skate park and a ymca like at the top of my street you know like it's almost like a different city you know it's it's hard to drive through it and not be like okay you know it's kind of like like the whole eight mile thing where it's just like yeah yeah like cool 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 oh my god like okay, this is like, what just happened? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like it's, it's very similar, but you know, like Hamilton's like, uh, no, like you said, it's, it is, it is like a kind of like a gritty, you know, everybody that isn't from here likes to make fun of it. But I mean, at the same time, I, I love it here. You know, like I'm, I'm like, I'm fortunate with where I grew up and, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that I lived somewhere, you know, where it's not, where I'm able to drive a car and I don't have to you know like bike around in toronto and get hit by a taxi every other day of the week you know like it's when i see people from around here kind of like oh i can't wait to get out of this this shithole you know i can't wait to can't wait to move on up you know 45 minutes you know down the road from here into toronto where everything's one you know one You know, it's like you yeah know, you kind of you see that and it, it, it i always have like a pride of you know of being from hamilton where it's like hey like Maybe I just don't care about coffee as much as you guys, but my my town is still cool. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, what was your uh, what was your family structure like? Did you do you have brothers and sisters? And are you? Uh, yep. Mommy- yeah, I've
1: got a younger brother.
0: Okay. Um,
1: uh, just like my both my parents, you know, like my mom is uh, my mom works at Mohawk College in Hamilton. My dad works at um, Taylor Steele, and my little brother's just like he's in high school right now. So. He's straight edge, luckily, so that's always cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I wish there was something cool. It's just like I'd like to thank my family and everything that's happened in my life is pretty much average, like as average as it can get. You know, like we've got... We've got a dog, and you know, like just that kind of the sort of above ground pool. So that, you know, (laughs) that right there just screams, like, hey, like everyone, you know,
0: right, right, this is
1: this is normal, you know, (laughs) this is this is a normal family,
0: right? At least I I
1: don't don't know. I'm sure when my friends come over and they see how we interact, they're just like, Jesus Christ, these people are fucked. But I mean, whatever,
0: (laughs) you know, it's a very suburban experience where it's like the common conception, especially of people, um, you know, I mean, even like I I don't mean to make this sound like generational, but it's like, yeah. (laughs) The idea that, uh, you know, you you have to be creating art from this place of absolute pain, Um, you know, while obviously it does inspire and it does, you know, inspire people to make, you know, these great pieces of expression. But uh, just because you've had, you know, a somewhat idyllic childhood and, you know, uh, an ideal uh, scenario as far as like your family life is concerned, that that doesn't mean that you can't be, you know, angry about certain things. And it's like, yeah, exactly. It's just like, why are you yelling? People don't understand that it's like, oh, you don't, you're not yelling because, uh, you know, you're necessarily mad. This is just the way that this feels appropriate to express. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's like, you know,
1: and, and like, like I think part of the reason, you know, like especially like with a lot of the themes to like some of our other songs, it's kind of like it almost makes things more frustrating because you can be like, you know, like on days when you're like, hey, I feel, I feel miserable, and I'd you know, and you question whether or not you want to be alive anymore. It's kind of like, you know, okay, well, then you start thinking back, well, why do I feel this way? It's like, well, obviously, it wasn't anything to do with how like my upbringing, because like, what am I mad about? Like, my parents pay my phone bill, you know, like that kind of thing. It's like, you know, it's like my parents let me live at their house for free and go on tour. And then I just come home and eat all the food and go on tour again. You know, it's kind of like, you know, and, and like, and people, you know, people kind of people don't really get, you know, they're kind of like, well, like, you know, what are you so upset about? And you're like, I don't know. And I think that's more frustrating than being able to pinpoint it. on like, well, you know, my parents used to kick the shit out of me and that's why I'm miserable all the time. But it's like they didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's it's just kind of you know, that's that's almost a frustrating part. I mean, and, and, I, and I'm in no way being like, I wish my childhood was shitty, right. but it it almost kind of, you know, like like you said, you know, people sort of expect that you've overcome something it's like i haven't really overcome shit you know like i right. like i said the, you know the in ingro- the, the the pool is above ground which sucks so if that, <laughs> I think that's like the worst part about my childhood is it's four feet you know it's like that's kind of crap but other than that i think i was pretty cool right
0: right no <laughs> you know? yeah it's no. a pretty
1: cool uh pretty cool upbringing i guess
0: yeah yeah um so you uh Basically, as you started to kind of, you know, enter high school and start your, your formative years, like when independent music kind of gets started to introduced to you. And was it uh, was it just like through friends? Uh,
1: like, yeah, it, it was kind of um, I mean, I, I've always like since I was younger, I was always into, you know, I was always like more into music than anything else. Um, and I think it was just because, like mainly from when I was younger, you know, like like the same kind of things happen, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, you know, we're going to try. You know, like, hey, like, you want to try playing a sport or something like that? Like, you know, you want to try doing this and that? And it's just kind of like, I don't really like this. You know, like, I, I've tried, tried every sport that you can play as a, as a child. And it's just kind of like, you know, this this is boring until I started, you know, like, getting into newer bands. And, like, that was that was the hobby it was, you know, kind of going, you know, going on AOL, like, you know, or whatever, like, Yahoo Music videos or whatever it was back when I was in, like, grade seven or eight and finding – bands you know what i mean and it it started like there was a while where you know i like when we started i think i was really into stuff like you know like i was like when you when you're a kid you you know you like what your parents like Uh you know like you're listening to like all the old like metal bands my mom used to like and you know stuff like smashing pumpkins and that kind of thing and then from there it was like oh you know like some 41 and you know like like uh you know like, like all that kind of that kind of stuff. And then for a while, I was really into rap. And like, that was a weird few years of my life.
0: Like, what's, what sort of stuff?
1: L- uh, like, I was just like like really into like Eminem and like 50 Cent and like that whole kind of like the whole shady records. Like,
0: yeah, Eminem, D- Dr. D- Dre, D12, Steve,
1: Cent, D12, like all that kind of stuff. Like, I was really into that. Like, I-, I loved that. But then I think I got a sampler from a radio station that I don't know. I honestly have no recollection of the radio station ever being popular around here, but. It was, like, a little, like, sampler CD, and I remember it had Heretic Anthem by Slipknot on it, and, like, that was, like, the first time I had heard anything like that, and I was just like, this is, this is cool, you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, really heavy, and this is, the, like, this is music I like, and then kind of did a 180 from that and then got into bands like The Used and, like, My Chemical Romance, and, you know, I guess it was more, like, Screaming was more of a, it was more involved, you know, and I was I was stoked on it because I was like, this music is This is weird and this is cool, you know, and then you get into the lyrics and you're like, hey, like, this is sweet. Like, I mean, you know, I obviously you can't relate to the songs where, you know, the use they're talking about, you know, meth and shit like that. But you can kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, you can relate to the stuff about being upset and, you know, that kind of stuff when you're a kid. Yeah. From from then on, like, I don't know what happened. I don't remember the like what band sort of transitioned into like the kind of stuff I listen to now, like, the more, you know, punk and, like, hardcore kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. it was definitely, like, that sampler, I think, when I heard that Slipknot song, I was kind of just like, this is, this is cool, you know, like, like this music is... This is the kind of music I like. like. This is what I want to listen to as opposed to listening to, I guess, white and like, you know, like white guy, <laughs> like Eminem just yelling about right. pills and his mom. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> like,
0: Right, right, I right.
1: get it, but it's cool. You know, like, like that kind of shit.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like you, you, you always have your starting point of what, yeah. what begins you down the rabbit hole of independent music. And then you're like, yeah, sure. once you start to find out that it's like, oh, wow, like, there are bands that are playing this style of music that I enjoy that are attainable. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're like, like there's bands that are playing this kind of music that are playing my city tonight for $5, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, and that was, you know, like then that was a, that was a really cool thing. Whereas, you know, like I started going to shows in like grade eight and nine around, you know, around, around our, like around in Hamilton. And that was like, that was right at the point where Hamilton was having like, you know, like we had unreal shows in Hamilton. It was like, you know, like so the shows were better than the ones in Toronto almost, you know what I mean? It's like any given week you'd be like, oh, like like what, what bands are playing Hamilton? Like, ah, oh, Converge are playing here next week. You know, like, oh, Dillinger Escape Plan are playing down the road, you know, like bigger bands. You know, it's like, oh, My Chemical Romance are going to play a show in Hamilton, you know? It's it's already sold out, but just letting you know, you know, like that kind of thing. Well, uh,
0: I, I have this, I have this theory where basically, because honestly the most, uh, the most fun I've ever had, like playing shows has never been in a major city. It's never been in your typical, like LA, New York, Toronto. It's, it's always the suburbs because the suburbs are obviously a place of like, you know, restlessness and kids are looking to do something. That's, that's why I think like, you know, Hamilton was such an interesting thing because obviously it was like, you know, it was close to two major cities being Buffalo and Toronto. I mean, I, I just, I distinctly remember it's like when I started to get into, you know, punk and hardcore and it was like, I don't know, maybe like when I was like 16, 17 years old and started to realize that there was so much shit happening in like specifically Ontario where it's like, you know, grade and like all of these bands that existed oh, yeah. and even bands before that's like, you know, Left for Dead, Cursed and like, exactly there was just su- such a diverse scene and I was like, I, I, I mean, when Taken signed with Goodfellow Records and like that was from Hamilton as well, I was just like... Dude, what the fuck is happening in Hamilton? And it obviously continues on to this day because obviously what you guys are doing and obviously before you Silverstein. So it's just like I do think that there's that direct correlation of like suburbs create so much amazing shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. The cool part about it was like, like you said, like we, you know, we got to grow up in in that. You know what I mean? Where it was like kids nowadays are like, especially when it comes to shows, you know, they're kind of. I wouldn't say spoiled, but it's kind of because they were never like they weren't around for that. You know what I mean? Where it's like you know, like I I hear of kids even even now, like kids in Hamilton. You know, they're like they get pissed off when we don't play Hamilton. You know, but they won't go to Toronto for a show. And it's like, well, hey, like you know, uh, you know, I can't really, I can't go and go to their house and knock on the door and be like, hey, like I'm going to tell you about how cool Hamilton was and how it's not anymore, and that's why. You know, and why all the venues shut down, and that's why there's no shows anymore. You know, it it, it kind of sucks to see that because it was, you know, like a decline of, of a music scene in a town. Because like I said, when we when we started going to our first shows, that was like legitimately. I feel like that was the absolute like peak of the Hamilton music scene, and that's why it appealed to me so much because it was like, hey, you know, like even like Hamilton or like you know, ten minutes down the road in Burlington or something, it'd be a local show, like four local bands there'd be 300 kids at the show yeah, and like not one yeah. of them was a touring band and it would just be local bands and like everyone was friends. And it's like, if you don't go to the show on the weekend, like you're a loser, you yeah. know? Like, like you legitimately felt like that. You're like, okay, every single person I know and I'm friends with is going to the show. So like, I have no choice, yeah. you know? And like, and that was it. Whereas now it's kind of like, like the it's the last thing people want to do is go to a show and it's, it's a bummer. <laughs> I, I kind of wish like, I I, I would have loved to, have had the music that we have now, like back then, and be like, hey, you know, I mean, it would be kind of hard considering we were, you know, 15-year-old kids. But, right. you know, I would love to, like, take this record and kind of go back to 2007 or when everything was really kicking off and kind of be like, hey, this is our band. And I, I would love to see, like, would have been way easier than they were before. But then trying to cling to, like, a, a music scene that was in a decline, which is what we, like, that's pretty much what we had to do. So we started playing places outside of Ontario. You know, like, kids, kids were just not going to shows, and every show was less and less kids were coming out. And that was right when we were trying to do this thing full time and it's just kind of like getting kicked while you're down like, Hey, like no one came to your show tonight, you know, like enjoy We're not, you're not getting paid either. it's just kind of like shit.
0: Yeah. There's always a factor of nostalgia playing through where it's just like, Oh man, the times that came before me were so yeah. much better. Like, you know, maybe if it was a year or two before and, I can easily see what you're talking about in the fact that, you know, I mean, obviously music scenes are very cyclical and, you know, certain cities kind of rise and fall based on, yeah. you know, the bands that kind of come from there. But I, exactly. can, I can definitely see, you know, the sort of yearning for like, man, that'd be great if we could just plug this record in back there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I like we dwell on it too much. Like I've got a bunch of my friends every now and then we kind of get on like the, the memory lane sort of thing. And like we have this like group chat kind of like in on iMessage that we all, and, you know, like every, like at least once a week, someone will bring up some sort of show from 2007 and we're all just yeah I remember like this guy did this and like oh there was a big fight and yeah like this guy like punched a cop at you know like all that kind of stuff and it just kind of you know you go down memory lane so hard and then you have one sort of guy that's like yo my battery's at three percent like can you shut up and that kind of brings you back to reality <laughs> yeah where you're just oh crap you know like i haven't been like i, I miss going to shows where there was riots you know, what I, mean? like, it, you know like, I miss watching like whoever was in Life Runner at the time like throw their base through all the alcohol at the bar you know it's just like you know like it's like shit you know i wish i can go back to when that was a thing
0: but and, and, it, and, it, and it's funny because you're you know you're you're t- 22 years old and you're waxing nostalgic like it's just so yeah exactly right it's just like (laughs) and
1: then that kicks in too where it's just like yo I'm I'm 22 (laughs) you know like (laughs)
0: Like I've been
1: out for what like four years and I'm and I'm you know and I've I've got this group of friends it's like you know hanging out at like a VFW hall where they're like you know all the old guys are talking about like (laughs) before the first car was in there or whatever you know or like oh I remember back the you know in the war or some shit like that and it's just you're talking about that but you're talking about bands like cursed like you know I remember seeing cursed in the living room and shit like that and then you know like you put us in a group of kids that just came from the All Stars tour and just like kind of see how how different. Yeah. You know, like like what, what the word show means to them and us, you know what I mean? So
0: as you started to kind of, you know, dive into the world of, you know, going to shows and kind of two questions that came to my mind, uh, what were your parents... You know, thinking as they were, as you were going through this, were they like, "Whoa, what is what is Brendan doing? Like, what what are these shows? Like, did it make any sense to them? I mean, it, it sounds like that they had affinity for music. Like, they obviously, like you, you said, your mom was into metal. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, like my mom was into like like metal bands from you know, like the '80s and '90s and stuff like that. And uh-huh. I mean, like my my dad was more so into Pink Floyd and the Creedence. Clearwater revival kind of stuff that I I still don't understand to this day, but right. but you, you know like that kind of stuff. But I like my my parents were really supportive. I think I think like like th- they were supportive up until I think I told them like, hey, like I graduated. I'm not going to college or university yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this first, and then I think they were they were just kind of stoked that all of the things that parents kind of have to talk to their kids about when you get to that age where it's like. Hey, like you might go to a party and someone might offer you cocaine and you have to say no to that. Like that was never an issue for me because it was like, oh, well, I'm 14 and I'm straight edge. And like if someone offers me coke, I'm going to punch them, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) So I think that kind of. You know, like, that kind of helped because they were just like, hey, like, what's, you know, like, like they, they were never really worried about, like, oh, like, what's, you know, what, like, what kind of trouble is Brendan in tonight? It's just kind of like, well, it's a Friday, so he's probably at the underground with a bunch of his friends, so he'll be fine. Yeah. You know, like, like, I mean, I'm sure they worried, especially after coming home from some of the shows and saying, like, got punched in the face tonight or like there was a riot it was sick you know like like cops came you know like like that kind of thing but but, um right I, i think that they were kind of you know i think they were kind of stoked that i didn't choose to go down like that shitty sort of teenage like ah like we're gonna go cruise around in the car and do bad things you know like that kind of stuff that was never really uh like a thing for me um so i think they were like they were happy about that but even with the band you know like uh, like i'm I'm sure i'm sure everybody who's this young and gets into playing in a band and stuff like that like i'm sure you go through the same thing where it's like you know you have to tell your parents one day like hey i don't really want to have a real life i kind of want to do this for a while and at first they're like oh great like that you know like that sucks like you know they try and give you a bit of shit but then after a while it's like you know my parents get stoked because it's like hey remember when we spent you know six years trying to do this well it's like well now i get to go to australia and tour you know or now i get to you know i come home from a tour and it's like i'm not making much money but that's you know a couple hundred dollars less than mm-hmm. i have to ask them for when i want to go buy a stupid thing you know like go buy something dumb like a guitar or something and they're like oh like where'd you get money for that oh playing in a band and they're kind of like right. that's that's cool then good. Like, okay, you're yeah. doing okay. Have fun. Yeah. It was never really Uh, it was never really a struggle in terms of getting them on board to be down with.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, Did you have to make some sort of uh explanation to them in regards to like, okay, we're going to try this thing out for like five years. Like, let me just, let me just live with you and yeah. like, we'll just kind of see how it goes. And they're like, okay, like we can, you know, we can get on board with that.
1: Yeah. I, I think it was like, you know, it was definitely like after after a little while of, of us trying it, I, I think they could they could kind of see that, okay, like, like well, because, I mean, obviously when we started, you know, it was, hey, mom and dad, like, we're going to borrow Eric's parents' van and we're going to drive to North Bay and we're not going to get paid, but we're going to play with the band that we really right. like, so that's fine. When you're, like, a 16-year-old kid and you're telling that to an adult, they're just like, wait, like, excuse me, like, that doesn't make any sense. But after we did that for a while, You know, and then coming home and my parents, you know, like even from our earlier shows or something, it's like, yo, mom, like we played a show and we sold like $500 worth of merch today. Like, that's awesome, you know, and they're, and you know, like even that's a step up from Hey mom, we lost a lot of money, but we got to play with a band that we really liked, so it was sick. We didn't talk to them, but right. <laughs> we just we just played with them, and it was cool. You know, like your parents start to see, like, oh shit, like, you know, maybe they're onto something. Maybe people, maybe people care, and you know, you even let, like now, like every now and then, you know, someone will, my mom will be at work with someone, and you know, they'll get to talking, and they're like, oh, like, you know, what does your son do? Oh, he plays in a band counterparts and you know people from her work will go oh like my son likes my son really likes that band like that's that's cool you know like is there any way you can like get a cd or like a shirt or something like can you buy one off of your son and i think that kind of helps my parents kind of be like oh shit like people actually know what my son is doing and like they actually know my son's band so like that's i think that also helps as well where it's not just like
0: it, it makes it it makes it real for them
1: yeah you know and it's like i can tell my parents you know, Hey, we played a show in California and there was 400 people there, you know, and they can be like, yeah, okay, cool. Like whatever. And, you know, they they can believe it or or not. But when you have someone do something like that, which is like, it's happened before. And I think that's really cool for them as well. And, you know, obviously, and then, you know, the first time we tell them like, Hey, we're, we're going to Europe to tour and they're like, okay, how are you getting there? And it's like, Oh, we're getting, we're getting paid. Like it's, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) So you know, and they're like, wait, you're not gonna ask me for a thousand dollars for your plane ticket? And you're like, no, 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 it's it's covered. Right. Like they bought our tickets already and stuff, and they're just like, Oh shit. Yeah, okay. Well that's that's good. You know, it kind of like I said, it just kind of helps be like, Oh shit, you know, maybe maybe he's actually doing something with his life, which is it's cool. Right, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean why why sing? For me, it was just because I couldn't play anything else, and I was loud. Uh, did you? Was it a concerted effort where you were like, "Okay"? Once you started to go to shows, you're like, "Yo, I need to play a band. Like, this needs to exist."
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. From seeing all these bands and stuff like that, and like going to shows and everything, and it was like, I don't know if it was because I just liked the music so much, and I was like, "Yo, like." Me and my friends, like we can do this, you know, like we can make this happen, and it's not very difficult because, you know, a lot of the bands that were playing these shows were like pretty bad, so it's like, yo, we can, like, we 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 can do this. Like, this isn't very. How hard is it to play breakdowns? Like, we're fine, you know, we can, we can do this. From from that, it was just kind of like, yeah, like I said, you know, it's like I I started playing guitar when I was in, I think it was like grade seven or eight. I think I like I started like I was I I got really into playing guitar, and I think that also helped. Because that was the first time I had stuck with anything in my life. Like, you know, like I I said before, I was, I would try sports. Like I played like football, baseball, hockey, like, and I would go for a year and then my parents would be like, Hey, do you want to play baseball again next year? And I'm just like, no, like, no, not at all. Like I, no, you cannot force me. Like I will not do it. But with like guitar was the only thing that I was like, Hey, I, I really like this. And I want to get really good. You know, I would be up all night with my like Fender, like Squire Strat, and the front man, fifteen G, in my room, just playing like you know weird, dumb like Slipknot riffs, and mm-hmm. you know that kind, and like learning the used songs and stuff like that. And that was, I think that like they were kind of, you know, they were probably stoked that I stuck with something because I was a pretty flaky kid. But in terms of doing vocals, I don't really know how. Like it's it's weird. Like like Jesse and I, we tried to play in a band where we were both guitar, and it didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was because the vocalist of that band was just like an idiot. And I was like, okay, like, I'll do it. I like, you know, I I've, I haven't done it, but, you know, fuck it. I'll, you know, I'll try and do it and it'll, it'll be, you know, I'll be able to do it a lot better than that guy. Did. Right.
0: You're, <laughs> so, you're like, at the, ver- at the very worst, I know I can be better than this dude.
1: Yeah. It's like <laughs> at the very worst, at least I'll be in the room. Like I'll show up. So <laughs> that's already one better than than this guy right so and then from from there it was just like um i i since i was a kid i was always like i was also into writing i I liked the idea that i could write lyrics and kind of you know
0: express yourself
1: like the two parts like sort of fight with each other where i was like i'm like i I was like a very very like shy kid and i don't really like public speaking and i you know even like giving presentations in front of the class in high school or you know middle school or something like that like i was I would get nervous, I'd like go red, I'd sweat, I'd talk really fast, and I would just get get nervous but i I like the idea that you know I was like, well, at least like if if I write these lyrics and people like our band and they come to the show, I don't have to convince them of anything because they like us. they're here to listen to what we like to what I have to say, which is that's cool in itself, you know you know like since i like you know especially when um like I said, like when I was into rap and stuff like that, you know like like the, all that is obviously very lyric based and stuff like that so from there i was kind of like hey i like words i like writing cool things you know like i like to write write lyrics like this is awesome you know from from that it was kind of just like well i guess i'm i guess i'll do this yeah yeah i guess i'm vocals in the band now so that's you know and you know even before um like doing counterparts and stuff like that like before that it was i think grade eight i played in a band that just covered like under oath and from first to last songs and that was nice and like i i I sang in that band so that was like another thing too where it was like you know i was trying to sing in that band and i got really into the writing lyrics and stuff like that so
0: yeah you just started you you just started to kind of experiment and did it did uh so counterparts obviously wasn't like your first band but did you have a band prior to that that like actually played shows and stuff
1: uh, well like it, it like same same band, but we were called like Brigade oh, okay. for a little while and it was like us and it was Jesse, Eric, and I Asian drummer, you know, that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, like like Ryan from like the original drummer counterparts was was in that band and we had another guitar player um before Alec. That was just like when we first started doing this stuff. Like that was in I guess two thousand six, two thousand seven, and that was kind of like a weird sort of Metal ish kind of, you know, like I said, like breakdown kind of, you know, moshy band that we did. And, and like that was when we got our first, like, we like our, the first show we ever played was under like Brigade and stuff like that. You know, we did that for a while. And, but yeah, then, uh, you know, once we started listening to bands like Taken It Prevails, Saints Ever Surrender, like Shai Hulud, like that kind of stuff, you know, like the other guys were into Misery Signals and all that stuff. And it was just from then on out, it was like, hey, we need to do, something new like this brigade shit isn't really working like we have to kind of you know and and like from that day on it was like all right counterparts like we're doing this is what we sound like you know and then from then on out it was just do that kind of sure you know sure
0: yeah well that, that that's good I'm glad that uh counterparts wasn't your first band because I always get bummed when well not bummed but I always get maybe it's just jealousy it's like their first band is just becomes their thing and they oh yeah and I'm just like man, you never had a shitty band before that? Like, all right. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, like for me, it's like 100% jealousy. It's like, fuck, like
1: there's no videos of you playing your first show ever on the internet. But <laughs> yeah. But
0: videos of us, like... Oh, yeah. Sh- and, I, know, I, like, and, I lo- and I love, too, the idea <laughs> of why why you think it's a good idea to film like your first show. Why you're just like, oh, man, like we got to get this on camera. Like we got to do yeah. this. And it's like... That, that was like our biggest concern. Right. It was like
1: you know like it's like all right like we got the film crew like all right we need you in the back and then you can be in the front you you know and like all this kind of stuff and then like now it's like you every now and then like you look on youtube like brigade hamilton 2007 you're like all right no videos we're good shit like nobody (laughs) no one at home realized like hey like i found this video of this band playing and you're like oh shit this is this is counterparts like i gotta put this on the unit this is hilarious
0: yeah it's just so like yeah you wish you wish because obviously it's like you're, you're you know you you of course would tell your parents and your parents would be like oh yeah of course like film that and then you know we can keep it for the archives and then yeah. you just you just wish that your parents would be like uh how about you wait till you get a few more shows under your belt so you're not like absolutely yeah, atrocious
1: I, yeah yeah you know you're, like your parents just come up and they're like hey listen like we really like. We understand that you're very proud of what you're doing, but why don't you wait until you're a bit tighter? <laughs> yeah, a
0: little, little bit better.
1: You you realize that there's more to a guitar tone than treble on ten, mids on zero, like <laughs> yeah, metal, game metal. volume, at ten, you know, like that kind of thing. You're like, right. you know, hey, why don't you wait until you trade in that line six spider for a fifty-one fifty, <laughs> and then we'll, you know, then we'll film your set.
0: That would that would be incredible if there was that level of engagement from a Paris. They're like, no, no, no,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: we'll see, like. It's it kind of cool because like Jesse's dad has been playing guitar, you know, like pretty much got Jesse into guitar and all that kind of thing. So it's, you know, like, like he, he knew, like he had a like good, like good gear and stuff like that. And I, I wish that like now, you know, you go back in time and I wish that he would have just been like, what are you doing? Like, like you want to buy a line six spider two head? Like, what, what are you like after the insane channel? Like, get that shit out of here, you know, like buy this, you know, but. Right. It's whatever.
0: That's, that's awesome. So the uh, obviously, like you guys, you know, you have put out a few records on Victory. Um, yep. And it's interesting because obviously it's like you know Victory from what you know when I first started to get into hardcore in like the mid nineties. Um, obviously, it the label has changed so drastically as label oh, okay. as labels obviously have sh- like should over time. They sh- but it's like it, to me the the. Uh, I think a lot of the bands that have quote-unquote issues with Victory are the ones that kind of make it difficult on themselves. It's like, you, you guys, to me, seems like you can exist within the Victory uh, ecosystem and kind of like work with them as opposed to yeah. working against them. Because it, it, there's just always that... Um, there's always that idea where it's like, uh, okay, this, this label has a preconceived notion of being, you know, the, either just the, you know, the shadiest, the worst, whatever adjective, not speaking yeah. about victory specifically, but just like,
1: yeah, yeah no, but I mean, like that's, that's the reputation of the, that, you know, that a lot of people have gotten, you know, it's, it's definitely got us a lot of, I, I'm sure there are tons of people that are like, Oh, this counterpart's bad. I'm going to check them out. And then they see that. And they're just kind of like, Oh, I'm not interested. Like. Fuck it, you know, and they kind of just like blow it off. But mm-hmm. like, like you said, like, I, I think that we work, we work well with them in terms of they know, like, they knew off the bat, you know, like they knew what we sounded like. You know, it was like right after like our first record came out that we started talking to them, and it, there was no sort of like secret of like, hey, you know, like we can help you guys get really big. It was like, we like your band, we'll put your records out, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, and, I liked that because it was like, you know, there was no, there wasn't really uh e, e, like it, it's, it's hard to explain, but it was like, you know, it, it wasn't like, like we were signing something and being like, all right, like, you know, uh, they're like they're going to make a shitload of money off of us. And like, you know, it's going to be really cool. But right.
0: You know, it was, it
1: was kind of just you, like, like, like how I said it. it was like, Hey, you know, we like the band. We like what you're doing. This is a record deal. If you want to sign it, go ahead. Right. And you know, like no other labels, like would even answer our emails. And like, we're talking like, like labels, like distort, like Canadian based labels. Mm-hmm. And this was at the point where we were like, we were already touring in America, you know, and we were doing well and we were unsigned and, you know, we would hit them up and be like, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to do something cool. you know, like, we want to get on a bigger label and stuff like that. And these labels were just not even respond. Right. right. You know, so it was cool to have someone like victory be like, Hey, you know, like we, we like what you're doing. And, you know, like it was no secret that we sound the way we do. And, you know, and they were just kind of like, no, we, like, we back the band. We like, we like you guys. So that's, you know, that's the, the cool part in it right. where it wasn't sort of like, Hey, come with us and we'll tell you how to sound and we'll make you really big. Right. And like all that kind of shit. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, we, like, we know what you're about and that's fine. They don't give us any flack for it really, you know? And it's just pretty much let us do our own thing. But then at the end of the day, when it's like, Hey, you know, we want to go record, so we need ten grand. They're like, okay.
0: Yeah, you 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 feel like you've developed a partner, and like that's you know ultimately what you want from a label, where it's like there's people that you, that you can trust over there that know that you they will work as hard for you as you work for the label, and you know exactly. that's no matter what. Because every band is going to have their own unique experience with a record label. Of course, you can look at the history and be like, OK, like these are things that we need to watch out for. But um, at the end of the day, you're still going to you're going to guide your own experience. And um, yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, And then see, like like my my whole thing is like, like when people will come up and ask like, hey, like don't you get worried about, you know, them like taking your royalties and stuff like that. I'm just like, OK, like like let's take. Like, let's look at this, like, from a logical standpoint for a second. Like, we're talking the bands that have had problems with the label, like Hawthorne Heights or, like, you know, Taking Back Sunday or whatever, or like, you know, Thursday. Like, these bands that were selling so many records, and then you look at us, and it's like, hey, like, how many copies did the Colonel Carrier sell? Like, I don't know, maybe six or 7,000? Mm-hmm. Then it starts to kick in where you're just like, shit, like, they didn't make the money that they put into the record back from us yet. And then you feel like a dick, where you're like, Shh, shit, like, you know, yeah. It's like, well, fuck, like, you, you, like you start, you see, like, you know, people will come up and they're like, yeah, like they're gonna take your royalty money. It's like, there's nothing there. Right. Like, we haven't, but, right. You know, like, that's right. like, yeah, m- maybe if if something happens in the next few months where we sell fifty thousand records and don't see a dollar, I can be like, hey, something's going on here. But you know, it's really hard to to get like uppity with the label and be like, well, we want to see, uh, we want to see, like. You know statements, and we want to see royalty checks and stuff like that. But then they hit you with it, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like we didn't even make back what they put on advertising the record yet. Like then you feel like an
0: asshole, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's a it's a very valid point to have, and it's a it's yeah. a unique perspective because it's it's easy from the outside to throw stones, but it's like you only know a portion of the picture.
1: Yeah, sure. And, and like, and our whole thing with, you know, like like we had some offers from some other labels that were coming in, and they were just like. They were sketchy ass labels, but they were like, they were the labels that people wanted us to sign to, but we've heard so many stories about them now. Like, thank God we didn't, you know what I mean? And you, you, know, even like, we've got a bunch of friends that are on, that are on labels and it's like, yo, and like, they tell us the stories that go on, you know, like whatever, I won't get too into it, but that kind of thing, it's like, yo, I would much rather have somebody steal royalty money than do what they're doing to you, you know, like that kind of shit. Right. Like if... Like I'd I'd rather not get $500 this week than like get bossed around and tell people that this is what your band has to sound like. Whereas, you know, victory, like, you know, we don't really sound like any band on the label and it's just, and, and they know that. So, and like, they don't even, you know, it's cool because they don't even really, they don't even really care where it's like, you know, we, we go and record a record, and that's and like when the masters are in, like that's the first time Victory's hearing the record. Yeah, you know, and it's not like you know, it's not like they're ha- they're like, all right, like we're gonna we're gonna fly you to Chicago, and we're gonna like this fucking guy is gonna write your record for you, and and you're gonna get big. You know, it's just kind of like, yo, this is our record. I hope you like it because you paid for it. And they're just like, no, this is sick. It, like, cool. Yeah,
0: that, that's the way That's the way that, you know, a good relationship should work. The artist and band obviously create what they create. And then, you know, the label will obviously do what they can to promote it and distribute it and get it mm-hmm. out there. Kind of to, you know, wrap things up. An interesting thing that I've, I've noticed, um, not, not only in your lyrics, but just in, you know, a lot of the interviews that you do, you seem to put across where, yo, I'm boring. I don't do much, like you know. You try to portray, um, you know, a very like, hey, I'm kind of your average, you know, 22, 21 year old kid. Is that completely intentional, where you're trying to put it out there, and like, what's the reasoning behind that, or is that just you're just obviously trying to describe your life? (laughs)
1: Like, I I don't, I don't go out. Like, I'm, I'm not really trying to go out of my way to be like, hey, guys, like, I'm, I'm a fucking boring dude. Like, don't hang out with me. You know, like, like not, not in that way, but. I feel like a lot of people, you know, especially if you, if you like play in a band or something and like, if your band gets more than 50 people, like your band, you know, like that on that kind of level, like people sort of, you know, they come up and you know, they're like, like, what do you do in your spare time? Like, you know, what do you do with this? It's like, man, watch the Simpsons. I, you know, like I, I hang out with my friends. Like we, I go from diff to a different city, just sit in a different room with different people and go to a different seven 11 and get Slurpees. And like, that's what I do with my life. You know, like, it's just kind of, you know, I, I feel like people sort of have this, you know, they, they think that you're really cool. And, you know, I, I always hate to kind of like break it to them. Like, yo, I'm not, I'm not very interested. Like none of us are very interesting. Like none of us are, you know, like none of us really do anything Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that cool. Like, you know, we're very much normal 22 year old kids. Like you said, you know, like I, like, like, like yesterday, you know, like I went to a restaurant with my friends and hung out like the day before. The day before, I got a pedicure, which is probably not what normal twenty-two-year-old guys <laughs> playing hardcore bands do. But yeah, yeah. but still, I I'll I'll, I'll I'll back it up a little bit. I felt like it was necessary because I I had like very thick yellow calluses on my feet. Oh yeah, and I I started cutting it with like my knife, like my like knife I carry around every day, mm. and it got really bad. So I was like, all right. I need some professionals I I, I need to fix this you know and so we took it like my girlfriend and I was just like hey do you know where I can get a a pedicure (laughs) because this is and like I showed her my feet and she's like Jesus Christ like what do you do you know and then there's like there's been times she's caught me like kind of cutting it with a knife and shit so we like i i had to go before i cut my foot off right but and then you know aside from that like we did that and then i went to like i went to a show in toronto like i went and saw pity sex and Mm -hmm. what i do you know when i'm at home from tour it's like i hang out with my dog and kind of chill out you know it's not really you know like i said like i i hate that people think that we're like these five cool ass dudes that you know have so much like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like, like oh, what are they going to do next? It's like the same thing I do every other day, man. Like, I'm going to wake up and, like, eat a bagel and sit on my computer. Yeah, it's like,
0: it's like this glamorous lifestyle and people, yeah. yeah. I, it's interesting because I, I do, like, I empathize with you and I really, you know, I try to uh, get that point home to people as well. And basically, any time that Taken would play with, like, Thrice or something, it would, be, yeah. it would be kids that don't have a definition of what, you know, they're going to a concert, not a show. Exactly. Uh, but... I find it interesting because obviously the day and age where we're at right now, where uh, social media is obviously such an important part of a band's life. And, you know, basically everybody knows what everybody's doing at any given moment. And obviously yeah. the idea of like you were saying, where it's like, I'm just a normal person. Like, obviously, you know, you share what you do. Um, and so people know that. And that's obviously great. And it, it it's able to, you know, normalize people in bands and realize that they're just as much as, you know, just... They're just like the person next door or your friend at school. Then, oh, exactly. But, you know, on the flip side, I've also been thinking where it's like, because there's that sort of, you know, there's no shortage of people playing in bands. Like, bands are fucking everywhere. Everybody plays. Exactly. Everybody plays in a band. And it's like, I wonder if that whole, you know, normalization of like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just a savage person. You can do it too. While it's obviously great, it's like, I, I feel like there should be some like certain level or certain ceiling where it's like, okay, we're good we don't need any more people playing music.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or even like the flip side of that, where it's like, you should be able to call people on your shit where they're like, you know, if their band's really big and they're like, yeah, I'm just like a normal person, man. Like I just spent like, you know, two months on Warp Tour in a bus and then I come home and I, you know, I live in a really nice house with my family. Like, I'm just a normal average guy. It's like, you know, at what point are you like, Hey, you're not, anymore you know what i mean like right yeah maybe going to vegas and dropping five thousand dollars a night in blackjack but it's okay because like that's going to be your per diem for tomorrow's show like that's not nor that's not normal dude shit anymore you know like at at, at that point where i feel like there's there's kind of a there's, there should be like a cap sort of on both sides where it's like <laughs> hey you know may, maybe flying all over the world to fuck different girls in different parts of You know, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to fucking London and I'm hanging out with a girl for a few days and then flying back and going to California. But I live in Toronto. You know, at what point are you just kind of like, yeah, it's not that's not normal. It's not normal people (laughs) shit anymore, man. You know, it's kind of having a BMW or Range Rover like that's not normal people shit anymore at that point. You know,
0: there's a line that you cross where it's like you try to convince a person, a random example of a person who's like, you know, the they should be very different from what they are. But it's like a person like Dave Grohl. Any, you yeah. know you look at him and you're just like uh, anything he's ever contributed to a documentary or whatever you're just like he like he is just a dude he could be exactly. he could be something completely different but he is just a dude and that yeah, for sure. and that's like that's like a goal that most people should aspire to like he doesn't he obviously doesn't go out of his way to be like oh like i'm a normal dude he just is yeah he's just he's just him and that ex- exactly. that exudes it as opposed to like you said the people who are Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm jet setting all these uh, all all over the place. And yeah, trust me, I am a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, you
1: know, when, when you have somebody like, like Dave Grohl, where it's like, yo, like that guy probably changed, changes his like underwear and showers as much as I do, even though he's got millions and millions of dollars and like that's sick. Whereas, you know, you've like, you see kids, you know, like even kids that used to go to shows where they're like, yo, I, you know, I bought a, $800 watch. I'm a normal guy. It's like, whoa, like, let's backpedal for a second. Like, are you? Right, right. (laughs) Like, uh, that's kind of, you know, it seems a bit. And I mean, like, I, you know, I, like, I have no problem with people who are, who have money and like to do cool things and are, you know, even like, like, I, you know, I'm just a normal guy, like, but I skydive a lot or something. It's just like, even at that point, it's kind of like, that's pretty fucking cool, you know, like, you know, it's not really like, yes, you're normal, but at the same time, you have some sort of, thing about you that is, you know, interesting. Whereas I legitimately feel like, you know, when I talk to kids and I talk to, you know, people do interviews with me and stuff like that, where they're kind of expecting for me to like list all this cool shit that I do. It's like, man, look, like I ate a granola bar and watched like Orange is the New Black for three hours. And like, that's what I did today. And that's all I'm going to do. You know, like Right. And, and, and it's kind of like, it's hard for kids or you know, like, you know, even when you do stuff where people are like, you know, people are like, Oh, like, what kind of like crazy shit do you guys get up to on tour? And it's like, uh, I don't like, you know, we went to a Walmart and I didn't swipe my second box of pop tarts on purpose. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, that's about the cra like, that's like the craziest thing we, I do, you know? And, and, and it's like, it's hard for people to wrap their head around it. Cause they're like oh, but you like play in a band and you go to all these cool places. It's like, yeah, but you forget that, you know, you go to all these cool places, but, and like, you can go and do crazy shit until like three o'clock when you have to load in and then you have to be in the venue and then you have to play at eight 30 or nine. And it's just kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, talk to me about doing cool shit on an off day. Maybe if there's time, but you know, I, I feel like I not like let people down, but I feel like you know after uh, there's def- I'm sure there's definitely been times where after after interviews kids are just like that guy was fucking boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell is this? You know, like we got to talk to like we got to talk to some guy from you know like 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 we got to stop stop talking to these dudes that play in these Shai rip ripoff bands because you know they're fucking they don't do anything. Yeah, they, you know? yeah,
0: they don't they don't do much. This is this is kind of boring from that perspective. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I think we're very much five normal people, and and that's why like. That's why it gets kind of uncomfortable when, when people, not like uncomfortable, but like, you know, like you have, you like, I'm sure it happened. Like, like when I tell you like, Hey, like taken influenced our band a lot. And we, you know, like, thank you for doing what you do. Like kids will say that to me. And I'm just like, I appreciate it. And like, it's really cool. But at the same time, it's kind of like, really? Like, why? Yeah. (laughs) what did we do that's different from another band? You like, it's kind of, yeah,
0: well, I think to me, I mean, because obviously I've had enough time to, you know, put perspective on it and it's to me, I guess the kind of, you know, the interesting thing about, you know, legacy or whatever you'd like to call it, there's so much wrapped into it, and like obviously it's ultimately something that you know you you don't control, but if you try if yeah. you try to control it, uh it usually ends up falling completely flat where you're just like, yep, yeah, for sure, it's so interesting to think about the thing the things that you try to achieve the least, if that makes sense uh, are the ones that ultimately you know people gravitate towards it's 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 weird it's like it's weird it's like it's almost like a, like yo like the little you care about this one
1: weird aspect in your life. The more that's gonna like you're gonna be known for that, so like get ready. You know, it's it's just it's it's fucking right. It's really weird, but at the same time, it's like you know, like you said, it's can't really control it. You know, you just kind of have to do your. You know, you just have to hope it's something that's not that bad that people right, right, yeah. People are really interested in
0: (laughs) totally, totally. And obviously, like you said, grateful in the fact that it's like okay, this this thing, this thing that I did and created from whatever capacity, you know, resonates with people, and ultimately, it's the. I, I I think especially now, like it seems to be going in this really amazing trend where people uh, people are inspired and gravitate towards honesty. And like when, pe- yeah. when people, you know, kind of bear their souls in ways that's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be saying that. Um, if people gravitate towards that, because they're like, oh, oh yeah. there's this, there's you know, either I, either it makes that person feel less alone, or it's like, wow, I admire that, and I want to try to get to that point in my life. Sure. And so it's just. You know, it's it's great it's great to be able to have that uh, avenue, and like you said, to be able to kind of plug it in there and be able to you know connect with people because ultimately that's you know why you did it in the first place.
1: I feel like that's one thing that we're fortunate enough to be like. Maybe not like it sure as hell doesn't feel like we get the upper hand because of it too like too too often, but it's always nice to know that the one thing that I think we have over a lot of other bands that are you know, even doing our kind of like the same thing that we're doing, probably doing it better than us. Like the one thing that we have more so than other people is honesty, you know, where it's just kind of like, like, e- 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 like I don't, wouldn't really know if you call it honesty, but it's like even doing like simple things like, you know, like, like, you know, like there's bands that are not much bigger than us. And like, they won't hang out with kids at the show, you know, like they won't, they won't do this kind of, you know, and like people will come up and they're like, Hey, like, you know, like, like like kids will find me like outside of a show and I'll be like, skateboarding in the parking lot or something and they come up and talk to me and then they get like they're, – they're really stoked at how, you know, like how I guess easily accessible it is that someone that they think is cool will come talk to them whereas – and, you know, and like I'll be honest with them and you, and, you know, they'll ask me things and like you said, I'll tell them straight up like, oh, I'm fucking boring, dude. Like I'm not – you know, like don't – like – don't think i'm some cool weird guy cuz i'm not i'm just i'm just a boring average person and i think that they like like you said they they definitely appreciate that more as opposed to other bands where like there's this sort of band guy false persona they have to put on to be like really drive it home that i'm different from you you know what i mean like i like yeah like you're coming to talk to me because i'm the dude in the band you like that's sick You know, like I would much rather have kids come up and talk to me and be like, like, what's your favorite Simpsons episode? Or like, yo, you want to talk about Twin Peaks for an hour and a half? And I'm like, yes, yes, please. (laughs) You know, like that kind of thing, as opposed to having people come up and, you know, sort of look at you awkwardly. Yeah. yeah, And like, look at you. And and like, you know, there's been times where all, you know, like with like really young kids, you know, you'll see it. And they're they're like scared to come talk to you. And it's like, yo, if you like, have you come? It's not a fucking meet and greet. You know what I mean? It's like, yo come find me outside. Like we can talk if you want to, if you don't want to, that's fine. But if you want to come have a conversation, like I'm down,
0: Yeah,
1: you know, like like that, that kind of thing. But you no, know, like I was saying, you know, I feel like that's, we're fortunate enough to have people like, like people, like people start to notice that about us or where they're like, like, I don't know if it's, if it's now cool to not be cool, but kind of why people sort of gravitate more towards us than some other bands. Cause they're like, well, that band's cool. Like they're, they're they're open they're honest you know they don't hold anything back they don't care about how they're perceived in some sort of you know in the band world you know as a whole they just they're five honest guys that just want to hang out and have fun and that's like i said we're fortunate enough to be able to do that and have people still like our music and think that that's cool that we're boring guys and i like yeah oh, we gotta find the coolest band with the coolest dudes they're like You know, I like this band and those guys are, you know, I'm sure, like I said, there's tons of times where people come away and they're like, those guys are fucking boring, man. They don't really, like I was expecting something cool, but I think that now more so than ever, it's like that is kind of more respected than the later, you know? Yeah,
0: no, no, for sure. Well, I really appreciate your time, dude. And I think this was, uh, I think this was fun and it'll get across exactly, exactly what you're trying to go for. For sure. (laughs) I'm down. Sweet. So there is Brendan, and check out his band counterparts. If you like anything melodic-ish, hardcore-ish, you will like it. They have just really quality records. I, I listen to them personally, so it's it's an awesome thing. Tom Richfield, he is the editor of this show, and he makes it sound good. So thank you to him, and visit 100wordspodcast.com. Visit propertyofzack.com, and until next week, thank you for listening, and be safe, everybody. Get through. Yeah, yeah.